0: All right, we're excited to have another round here with Titus Talks Talent, and we have Susan Collins, Talent Acquisition and Employment Branding at Talbot's with us today. Susan, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, Ben.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, let's jump into it. Um, You know, our our topic here for today is interviewing and assessing candidates to see, you know, how are you getting the right person hired for the position? So we'd love to learn how kind of what's your process? What are the things that you guys focus on in your interviewing and assessment strategy?
1: Oh gosh, there's so much to this question, right? So a couple of years ago, we actually um, started testing and have since bought a new Um, pre-interview assessment that we use and what that does for us is it actually tells us um, a candidate's natural work behaviors. So we feel like when a candidate walks into the interview, we have a better understanding of who they are and how they behave at work and then we can ask questions um, to ensure that against how they behave at work, what other skills and Um, tools, what other skills have they learned to be able to compensate for some of, some of their shortfalls, right? Because there's no unicorn in the world, right? Like I, everybody's like, I'm a unicorn hunter. I'm going to find the perfect candidate. There is no perfect candidate. So when we sit down with a hiring manager, we want to understand like, what are the non-negotiables? And then we look at the work behaviors of the candidate based off of the OAD assessment. And then we interview for some of those other pieces that they might need and see how those skills have developed and, and if we think that they can do the job
0: okay great and so it sounds like you're taking trying to take a comprehensive view of that candidate from hey this is the non-negotiable skills but also here's the behavioral fit Mm -hmm. of the person and let's see where there's alignment or misalignment or potential training gaps Mm
1: -hmm. is that fair to say i think that's fair to say
0: no awesome that's that's great I, i love that i love that you're kind of taking that holistic approach um to it how do you train the hiring managers you know on doing something on a more of a systematic approach. A lot of times we run into companies that it's kind of like gladiator hiring, right? Kind of thumbs up, thumbs down. They just kind of make a quick first impression of a candidate. How do you get them to kind of view that holistic um, interview, you know, across your organization?
1: So, for us, we are constantly training. At the corporate office, I think it's a little different because our corporate hiring managers don't hire as often. So, we have a toolbox that they can go to. Um, we are incorporating um, interviewing training into our new manager workshop that we are currently building. But in the field, it's a totally different game because you have, you know, over 500 stores that has a non exempt population that. You know we are hiring quite often so what we've done is we actually have a monthly training uh, class that you can go to so if you haven't hired in three or four or five months you can hop on the training class um, we actually went through a brand new run through this is kind of funny that we're talking about this right now because um, we are introducing new interview guides this um, next month and so we've revamped the interviewing process because we really want to talk a lot about um, you know what's what's important during the interview process and to take some of these words out, like cultural fits and I'm just not sure, or they weren't, you know. And so by incorporating OAD into the process, we can really go back to what was the skill that they were missing? Let's put a name to it. Is that something that's teachable or is that something that's a gap in your store that you really, you're really trying to fill a talent gap and so maybe we should keep looking and put this candidate on the bench for another job?
0: Okay, no, I like that a lot. And I like that you're having the monthly reoccurring training opportunities, refresh probably new managers that are in positions. Um, there's nothing probably more frustrating than having people issues, right? Hiring and retention issues as a manager. So doing it right the first time really alleviates a lot of stress. Um, How about um, diving into you have that non-exempt workforce and you have to kind of make those quick snapshot decisions. Do you have a basic interview guide for for managers to go through with people or is there kind of a series of questions or, or kind of how do you try to, you know, kind of organize that process for that higher volume approach?
1: We have interview guides. So it's really important that um, we take our teams through because sometimes these are first time managers. Sometimes these are tenured managers, but we actually take them through the interview guides and talk about um, what kinds of questions they're asking and then what kinds of answers they may receive. And then we teach them how to probe because it's not just about asking the question, but I love to role play. And, and so I think, you know, I, I'm celebrating my 10-year anniversary next week. So people are coming oh, to me now. So I'm like, who wants to be a volunteer? Who wants to try this with me? So I'm like, do you want to ask the question? Or do you want me to ask the question? Do you, do you want to be really difficult with me? And, you know, so I I try to make it as fun as possible and and help them understand that, a, silence is golden. Don't feel like you've got to fill in the space. And B, if they ask a question and you're not really sure that you like the answer, probe. It's okay to probe. Like, here's what you can't ask. Here's what you can't ask, but you should you should probe if it's something you can, you can ask about.
0: No, that's really good. I mean, you kind of alluded to some of the, maybe the pitfalls that managers run into. Are there other kind of pitfalls that you try to make sure you highlight for t- manager training uh, don't do this, don't do that. Try to avoid this scenario because we've seen bad hires happen when we do it that way.
1: We have the full scale and um, my team is just amazing. So Shelly's been working on just revamping it again, but we've got everything from interview etiquette to um, the questions you can and can't ask to really listening like what are they saying and what are they not saying we talk about um the um the follow-up we talk about what do you have what if you have a great candidate and and they're not sure if this is the job they want you know what are you listening for and and how do you sometimes just say this is a great candidate but this job isn't isn't right for them um, it's really exciting to meet someone that you see that they've got a ton of tenure, but can you find them a more experienced job down the road, right? Because if, if they've got too much experience for your job, you need to be, um, you need to share.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be a good fit for somewhere else within the group, and and I'm sure a lot of it is kind of that um, base at the non-exempt levels a lot of those basic fundamentals does this fit the lifestyle the financial needs the hours of the candidate and like if we can't get past that basic necessity line then it's not going to be a good long-term fit for that person even though they might be great for the job right
1: yeah retail is an amazing career whether you're in the corporate office or you're in the field because you can do so many different things you think about A store manager is the operations manager. They have to have a flair for creative and visual and they need to manage people. And I think in retail, um, we especially teach people how to develop and coach people and get them to the next level and help them grow careers. and, and we definitely see that because there is always movement in stores and, and we've got a pretty good track record of moving people into the office too. Um, if you want to move to Boston you can move to the office that's sometimes the trick it snows there. Um, but I think that it's, it's really important that we're having, we're teaching people that it's okay just to have honest dialogue and to tell them what the job is, we're going to be on our feet, we're going to do this, or if you're in the office, you have to understand Excel, but explain all of those key pieces and what we can teach and what we can't teach.
0: Great, how about um, kind of one final question is, is, do you do anything different when it gets to your leadership hiring within the business? Do you have a different process or extra steps that you incorporate?
1: I think that the most important thing is that we have a regroup. We don't do scorecards, but we actually do regroup the team and um, come back together on a conference call and talk about what everybody heard and then we also use OAD again to talk about their onboarding. So we know that this person Um, has a really high attention to detail. So we wanna make sure that we're giving them a mentor, um, if that's not their leader, but a mentor that's gonna be there to be able to answer all of the questions that they need. If the person is a really big picture thinker, but maybe doesn't have the amount of detail, then we wanna give them a mentor that helps them with the guardrails and helps them understand the details that are important. So we've really taken that piece, um, not only from a regroup standpoint, but to onboarding standpoint too.
0: I like that. Yeah, you're understanding the whole person, you're understanding the potential fit, the needs of that person, and you translate what you learned in the interview and the assessment over to the same things for onboarding. So um, that's really good. Well, Susan hey, it's really some really good nuggets here. Um, We look forward to sharing this one, but appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much.